Hi, everyone. This is Coach Fab for Casinos USA Podcast. And welcome to our 144th podcast, Big Bets. Worth it? <laughs> Actually, this is episode 144. And we know you're in the Christmas spirit. But how much do you ever bet big? Ah, look, we're not talking about multimillionaires that make million-dollar bets trying to win $10 million or somebody is successful and maybe as crazy as Mattress Mac from Dallas, Texas, who bets millions to make $70 million. <laughs> We're not talking about that kind of a risk. But we're talking about playing a little bit bigger than you normally play and sometimes making the biggest bet you've ever made. Like, what motivates you to do it? Were you successful? Was it stressful? <laughs> and do you want to do it again and again? Let's talk about that today. We also added a new segment to this podcast, and we call it STP. And it's not about the indie racing cars, <laughs> Mario Andretti's STP. That's the lubricant that maybe changed racing, right? That additive. No, we're going to be talking about slot tips, please. And Jenny wants to share, you know, just a tip or two, a little anecdote every episode or every other episode about slot play. So with all that being said, we'll be right back in one of the shortest breaks ever. <laughs> It comes when it comes to slot play. Um, you know, there are people that play slots at twenty-five dollars a crank. You know, I'm not one of them. <laughs> Neither is Janie. Um, I think the biggest, maybe she, I, I don't want to speak for her, but I think the biggest that we have made together is five dollars a pool, and we did it at the Rocky Gap Casino in Western Maryland at a Monte Carlo machine, one of those real big machines. That, kind of towered over everything else and had a you know a large wheel at the top and you could get that to spin around and that's what it was a big progressive you know so i put twenty dollars in and max bet was five dollars and on the third pool i lined up whatever had to be lined up and <laughs> it spun around and it just missed ten thousand but it landed on five hundred dollars you know it's uh I won $500, you know, by investing $15. And then Janie had $5 of free play. And she didn't spend a penny. You don't have to put a dollar in to activate the machine there. You just play your free play. And so, so anyway, she didn't light the wheel up on top, but just from what she hit, she won $500. So that was a nice day for us. $15 investment on my part, no investment on her part, and uh, we're loading the car because <laughs> we went in. I told Jenny, you got to use that free play. Well, that was that was pretty big as bad, and we started doing that then. Every time I went down there, it never happened again. Before I'd leave Rocky Gap, before I loaded the car up, I'd you know go down and uh, throw 20 in the Monte Carlo machine, and it never happened again. <laughs> And then also, um, you've, you've heard, never played the slots at the Las Vegas airport. Well, uh, I happen to know two people that won millions doing it. So, you know, those, those warnings fall on deaf ears. And uh, Janie doesn't often do it, but I do it every time we're at the airport. I go $20 into a Monte Carlo machine, $5 a crank, and never hit a damn thing. 
both uh, play max bets in uh, video poker, but that's normally going to be a dollar twenty-five. Occasionally, we'll jump up to five dollars. And on video poker machines, I've, I've gone ten dollars sometimes. Open up a game with ten dollars, just because I wanted free beer. And once you have ten dollars credit, you know, I just tell the bartender, "Wait right here." <laughs> um, the last time I did that, it was Harris, and I did that, and I got a full house. And bartender said, "Well, look at that. <laughs> you get free beer, and you won. I think it was forty dollars." So there we go. But I wanted to think about the game of craps because that's where I have a lot of money at risk at one time. And, and, and here's what we're talking about. You know, the $5 tables, I haven't seen them. The last time I was at a $5 table, it wasn't that long ago. It was maybe two years ago at Alice Island. Um, at certain parts of the day, I think, in, you know, the morning and the afternoon, they have $5 blackjack, $5 craps. I'm not sure if they increase it to 10 in the evenings or not. I just haven't been there in recent years in the evening. So I can guarantee you that was $5 that I was playing. And, uh, you know, you go back. I've, it's been so long since I played at $5 tables. I used to forget how I played. <laughs> you know, 6 and 8 for $6 each. You know, $5 on the 5 and the 9. And, you know, so what do I have at risk? $22, right? Well, when you go to a $10 table, and those are pretty much standards, a lot of times it's $15. I, I couldn't find any table at Reno that was less than $25. I know they're they're out there. Jeremy Ellerick told me that, but boy, so many of the casinos have $25 minimums on, on regular craps tables. Maybe that's because they're cylinder craps, you know, tower craps machines with the individual dice have minimum dollar bets. Maybe that's the reason. I'm not sure, but boy, even if you go, um, you know, $30 on the six and eight, you got $60 there and you wrap up another $50 on the uh, five and nine. And, you know, you're, you're talking uh, $110 just to play inside numbers, you know, so it adds up pretty quickly. But that's not the case for me. Like what, what really happens with me and craps is even at a $10 table, I'll generally start out relatively um, low. Uh, you know, say I'm going from the pass line, I'll have a $15 pass line bet and I hedge it. But when I place the numbers, I'll, you know, I'll go 12, 12 on the six and eight to start with. Then if I get a hit, um, you know, it's a $14 hit, I'll put $10 on the five and then most likely my next thing, like playing the Iron Cross, if I get a hit on the five, six, or eight again, I'll put $10 in the field. And if I hit get a hit on that, then I'll press up to six and eight, um, you know, to one unit to $18, even if I have to use some of my own money. So that's what I do. So what I basically want to do is have, you know, 15 to 20 on the five and get up to 18 or 24 on the six and eight and play ten dollars on the field and just have fun that way and the table gets hot and work your way up to having money on all the numbers and you know press them up you know take the money next roll press them up take the money just kind of alternate like that so when you look down the table you know all of a sudden you have a lot of money and uh that's kind of scary 
how much? I guess my biggest bet was probably, you know, looking down the table in a long row, uh, I had over $500 on the table, maybe $600 on the table. So one seven, pop, there it goes. And, you know, I've said before, um, when at $25 tables, I'm much more comfortable playing from the don'ts because maybe the only number I'm going to place is uh, a $25 number. Something else I'd do can add up quickly, too. You know, I'm saying I'm, I'm playing uh, from the don'ts for $15, and uh, then I'll, it's a $10 table. I'll put $10 in the come. And the reason I'll do that is, well, hey, a seven, <laughs> if, if, if that come bet is a seven, I'm going to collect on the come bet and I still collect on the don't pass. And then that's going to go to a point number. Well, I'm not going to put odds on it the way I'm thinking I'm on the don'ts. So what I'm going to do is put another $10 on the come. And hopefully a seven comes up. If it doesn't, that goes to a point number. And then... Oh my goodness, my next combat might be $20. I mean, I've done that too, and it's kind of exciting. But nonetheless, it's the same thing. For too long, you know, you got $100 or more than $100 on the table. And boy, that's where craps can kill you, you know. Um, there are people who enjoy the game of craps, and, and they want others to play with them. And inevitably, this happens. So so they've got the person says, I want to bet how you do. And so well, you say, well... You know, so all, along, all of a sudden you got $80 on the table and the person who's never played craps before got $80 on the table and pow, they seven out and they say, you know what, I don't think I want to play craps. <laughs> that happens. So I would say in craps, I've been over $600 on the table. Um, and, and then, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to ride out the shooter who got you there? Or are you going to say, you know what, there are signs to look for, a delay in the game, um, you know, change the stick, man. You know, something happens and uh, chips come and they change the chips. And maybe you say, you know what, I'm going off. Somebody squeezes into the table and it creates a delay. And you just say, hey, all my bets are off, you know. So that's the thing. And, you know, you can always pick up your odds bet. You can pick up the don't pass bet. You can't put it back again. So you can put your odds bet back, but you can't put your – so you have to make a decision on that, or you can just say, take me off. I'm off on everything. At a certain point, is it better to go off on everything or to, to get popped, you know? So that's one of the things. Um, in talking about casinos, if it's not a table game, it, it, let it ride as one of those where you have to make a decision, you know? Do you take your winnings or do you let it ride? Well, recently Doug from uh, Texas decided, hey, you know what, I'm going to let it go. And he uh, he was in Reno, and all of a sudden, uh, I think he said he could have walked out of there with uh, $600 and let it you know, let it ride, and he ended up winning over $1,300. There's those kind of days where you take the risk, you play with the bigger money, and you risk that money, and it pays off, you know, so it pays off. Other times, man, it's a shot. We've talked over and over about not betting money that you can't afford to lose, but it's 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 kind of a subtle thing. That it's like a nuanced thing. Maybe you can afford to lose $400, $500, $600, but you don't want to, and it's not any fun. And so you kind of say, like, I got to come off. I, 
I don't want to risk that much money. It's not going to kill me, but, you know, I don't want to lose $500, $600, $700 here. I don't want to do it, you know. I already won 300 here looking down at the ship. I'm just going to go off and celebrate that, you know. So it all depends what you like, but making big bets, wow. Talk to somebody in sports betting, you know, sometimes sports bets, do you make one big bet or do you make, uh, you know, college football Saturday and then NFL on Sunday? Do you make, you know, four or five smaller bets on Saturday and four or five, or do you make one big bet? Hockey's the same way. Like, you bet one team, one big bet. Well, you know, a real um, good gambler, good traveler was telling me that uh, I, I put $25 on the Golden Knights because they were on a streak. And uh, he said, yeah, I bet it too. He was in Vegas. I was in western Pennsylvania. Next day, he got back to me. <laughs> he won over $2,000 on his bet. <laughs> and the... the, the Golden Knights were favored, so I think I won like twenty-two fifty on my twenty-five dollar bet. So, <laughs> you know, and I thought, man, if I'd have just done what he did, you know. But then I thought, man, if I'd have lost, if I'd have lost, uh, you know, a thousand dollars or so, I, you know, I just can't do it. I can't do it, you know. So I don't know. Big bets are they worth it? Well, they're not worth it if you lose, and if it takes your enjoyment away, if you can take it as if you can take it as like, that's all part of gambling, you know, good for you. That's a decision that we have to make. I think when we get back to Janie later in the podcast, um, she can tell you how she feels <laughs> about big bets. All right. Okay. All right. So we're going to go through a short break and come back and talk about five people. Five people you know. Five famous people. Okay. A little suspense and we'll be right So I enjoy making sports bets, and I do most of my sports bets not at a casino in western Pennsylvania, but on one of my legal statewide Pennsylvania betting apps. You know, there's FanDuel, there's DraftKings, there's Barstool. Take your pick, you know. Um, I, I'm, I try to earn points you know, that way to feed my play at the casinos too. Don't get me wrong, because I go to casinos quite a bit, but I just don't seem to make... I don't want to, you know, I just make the sports books like at home with the pencil and paper and I can think a little better, a little clearer. Recently, I had a a winning parlay of six NFL teams. I won individually on the six teams and they all won. (laughs) And my bet paid, you know, close to $15 for every dollar I bet on that parlay bet. I think it was $14.47, something like that. Anyway, neither one, neither of these quarterbacks were involved. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Who was involved? Joe Burrows and Patrick Mahomes. You know, Burrow and, and Mahomes, two young quarterbacks. And I'll get to the other one in a second, but two young quarterbacks. And they had a battle. And I picked the underdog, which was Cincinnati. Um... I think I think it was plus two point five, but they didn't they didn't need a two point five. They uh, had a lucky break and a late fumble by Kelsey, the tight end for Kansas City, and wow, 
I already won every other game of the, of the six. I won five of them, and I said, oh, come on, guys, you know, and Joe, um, Joe came through. So who are the other three? Well, obviously, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrows, and Josh Allen. Now, compare those three to the two I mentioned, and tell me if you don't think it's time to turn a page. You know, um, the management of the Green Bay Packers announced they would like to have Aaron Rodgers back. <laughs> now, just think about that. Do you think that the management of Kansas City or Cincinnati or Buffalo would come out and say, oh, we'd like to have uh, Josh Allen back next year? No way. Those, those are franchise quarterbacks who are wrapped with their arms around them by the general managers and the owners and the fans. How, why would they even think about announcing that? Everybody knows that's what they want. But Aaron Rodgers in particular, he can still play football, but, uh, you know, pe- people are just moving away from him, and it might be that he's getting near the end. Well, last night, because this is an early December podcast, I watched Tampa Bay and the New Orleans Saints face off, and the game was so boring because it looked like both teams were going through the motions, particularly uh, with the line play. Well, anyway, Andy Dalton, you know, right off the bat, I'm thinking he's going to lose no matter what he's doing. But his team's ahead 16-3. to And in the final five minutes, Tom Brady musters. They have three points, okay, all through the evening. But in the final five minutes, they score twice. They score 14 points, and they win 17 to 16. Did Tom Brady look impressive? Yeah, he did on two drives for five minutes. But in almost any game, an NFL starting quarterback looks impressive for five minutes, right? So you, you want to think maybe, maybe it's time to turn a page. Maybe it's time to retire. You probably should have done it your Super Bowl championship year with Tampa Bay, Tom. But does anybody out there think that Tampa Bay will be in the playoffs, not only be in the playoffs, but get all the way to the Super Bowl and win it again? Do you think that's going to happen? Well, that would be miraculous. I don't see it. Um, I, I don't see the fight in Tampa Bay, <laughs> and I don't see the real juice in Tom Brady, who may be addicted to football the way some people were addicted to, you know, drinking or, or street drugs. I, you know, why did he continue to play? And he's, he's playing now on a bad team. I think they're 500, actually, right now. So he's, he's playing on a very average team, put it mildly. But I wanted to make a statement about how much the quarterbacks – influence the outcome of football games and it's true on almost every level you know high school college nfl it's one of the problems with football it's so often too much about the quarterback all right (laughs) and and if you don't have a really good quarterback it's tough to be a championship team and it happens occasionally where the quarterback's just mediocre 
but everything else on the team, you know, great running backs, great offensive line, great defense, great secondary, great linebackers, great great um, D-line play. It happens. And, and if you have all that and a great quarterback, you're going to be around probably to the end most years. And I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, I was bragging a little bit about my 16 parlay win. <laughs> uh, 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 but... Why not? It's our podcast. Okay, we're going to close out today with STP, and that's slot tip, please. And we'll come right back and go right into Janie's special segment. So, Jane, your neighborhood kids snuck snuck in and cheered for you again. Yeah, they did. And, <laughs> and I'd like to tell everybody, though, I do have three little girls next door, the grandchildren of our neighbor, and when they're there visiting, and they do love me, and they they sound just like those kids. It's yeah. so it's so refreshing, and I get so excited. But we have such good times, especially in good weather. You know, in the summer they're out playing. I'll go over and play with them, and they're in their little pool and on the swing set. And uh, you know, we just talk about all kind of things. Well, how beautiful their hair is, and. <laughs> It's just it's just fun, and they just sound like them. So um, it's not all fake. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so what? Before you give us your anecdote of slot play, STP. Did you want to talk about your biggest bet ever? Well, if you remember, and I don't know if you remember. I know you remember the trip. We were on a a a, gam, a casino boat, or I guess they call them a gambling boat, not necessarily a casino boat, in Florida, and and they go into international waters. It's three miles out. They go. right, right. So when when you're out there, you know the same rules don't apply. But I was pl- we were playing craps, both of us together, and there was a, a boy celebrating his 18th birthday, which because in international waters <laughs> you can gamble on those boats. So yeah, I remember he was with his dad, right? He was with his dad and yeah. his uncle, yeah. And he kept playing fives, and they kept hitting. I mean, he was doing so well. We both kind of did really well. but um, And then it started to get real rough, and so because, I, because of a storm because of a storm yeah. right we were you know and so um, but uh, that caused me to just concentrate and look at the table and i said geez you know i have 90 dollars out on this table i don't know if that's a good idea you know i'm i'm just i'm thinking i i just don't think i don't feel comfortable with that amount on this table you right would never now. make it a 90 dollar bet in anything but you well, did without realizing well, it yeah i i did without realizing I and mean, i can't say i wouldn't make it without um you know there were times that i looked at a craps table and i had 80 dollars <laughs> on there at one time or you know i'm not the biggest gamer I have bet, though, not on one bet, but I've played much more than that on slots, you yeah. know. So, but yeah, I would say probably 90 is my, is my <laughs> highest. But I did, I did manage to take, take the money off. I got out of the game at that point, which wasn't probably really smart because then there was a terrible storm and I couldn't play any of the slots because they were moving around and it was just, it wasn't pleasant. The way I remember it, though, you walked away from the table to go play slots, and three rolls after you left, the kid sevened out. Oh, yeah. And so you would have so lost that $90, and then you yeah. were a couple right. hundred ahead at that point. So 
I we were quite a f- lot more ahead than that because yeah. he, as I said, he just kept hit rolling. Well, I was college. close to a thousand dollars ahead. Yeah, and even your friend that was with us, that yeah, from you, South Dakota, right? Yeah. That you had were teaching how to play craps yeah. was winning, and he was very happy. So uh, yeah, I, I I would have to say that was probably in in one bet. Although we did some sports betting last year, and um, there was a special FanDuel type bet. Oh yeah, we bet three hundred each. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but we were kind of protected on that. Yeah, you bet they one way, spe- I bet the yeah, other. Yeah, and they had a special going on that you couldn't yeah. lose a lot. So yeah, you couldn't lose because you we were new to that betting app. Right, but so, I so. don't like to I, I don't like to bet a lot at one time. I don't even like to gamble that much at one time. You know, I, I do it. Oh. You know, when I'm in the mood, when you're there and whatever. But that brings me to my next point. Okay, slot tip, please. Your story right. today. Well, I'm saying, what I'm saying, I love to go to the casinos that are either attached to a mall or in the vicinity within a mile or a half a mile of a outlet mall or a, a facility to shop. Okay, can you name the ones you go well, to? Well, I like Westmoreland Mall, which is attached to... Uh, Pittsburgh Live in Greensburg, Pennsylvania. Yes, strangest I love name, that. isn't it? There's it 34 is a strangest name, yeah. right? Yeah, um, but it's it's part of the Cornish family. <coughs> well, they have they have Maryland, Maryland Live, Live and they right. have and um, we like, Philadelphia Live. Right, and we, I haven't Pittsburgh been Live. there, but we've been to Maryland Live. Okay, quite so a few what are the times. other two casinos? Um, well, I like Michigan. I like Blue Chip in Michigan City, Indiana, because it's only maybe a half a mile from. The Michigan City, the Lighthouse Outlets, they call them. And, and it's just a terrific, terrific shopping place. And your third casino? And my third casino is the Meadows, in the Hollywood Casino at the Meadows in uh, Washington, PA, because they have the outlet mall yeah, up actually, there, right, right across, across the, the road. Yeah. I mean, it, you, you can't get more convenient. But what I like, I like to do the shopping at these facilities and then either go back into the casino and then play I usually do that. Go shopping first, then come back and play. And so you put the bags in the in the car, in the trunk or something? In the car, or if we're staying there, obviously. I in put the them hotel, in the room, yeah. and whatever. But to me, that's just really fun to do both of those together. So you like to combine your slot play? I like to combine it all, yeah. You're not one of those ladies who's going to sit down at a slot machine and play for three, four hours, right? N- no. Uh, well... Well, I mean, you might I'm play winning, a, and I've I have played that long, yeah. Yeah, I have played. But that you long. seem like you move around, even in a casino. You're moving around. Well, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't stay on one machine. Yeah, that's what I meant. Right, but I have I've played eight nine hours. If you know, really, as long as I'm winning, I'm going to keep playing. Well, <clears throat> well, I do something similar, but not shopping. What what I do is, I'll go to the sports book, and watch games, even games I didn't bet on. You know, if oh, I'm not, I do that yeah, too, if I'm not doing well yeah. with craps mm-hmm. or video poker, I think, you know what, I'm just going to cool it the rest of the day and wait for you to come back, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, well, we've done that. I, I've done that. We we did that. Um, we like to hang out in sports books. We always have. We hung out in um, when the old Riviera was in Las Vegas on the Strip when we were there for the NCAA tournament, and they had all kind of drawings, and you kept winning. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we won show tickets. We won money. Um, so we get involved. We like to hang out just to see what's going on. 
and to share uh, the excitement, you know, with your favorite team. We did this at, uh, at the, in southern Indiana, too. And that was a great place oh, in that's southern Indiana. Because that's, you're right beside that's Kentucky. Country, right, yeah. right. We, we just had so much fun. At that, that, play, that crowd there, they're Rizzo are the Indiana pizza oh, from Michigan State. Mm-hmm. And across the river in Kentucky, it's John Calipari. Oh, yeah, and we heard all about them. And it's just so much fun, I think, to sit and talk with and enjoy the games with people from those areas. It's like Batman and the Penguin. Oh, really. it's fun. <laughs> and I, just, I just have so much fun with that. But I do like shopping in other areas. And, and in, in southern Indiana, there's those all those small towns. There's no mall close or around it. You'd have to go to Cincinnati in that area. You like to go antiquing there, too. But there I like to go to all the small... There's three small towns right in the row where the casinos are. So I I really enjoy that. Okay, well, thank you. And what do you think of this STP? Oh, I like this. I would love for people to to check out the Facebook and put their tips in there because I... As a rule, I'm I've fall I've read every almost every book that's out there on slots, and I really haven't accrued that many tips from that. Well, I think one time you listed about twenty things you could tell well, people. Yeah, but you don't want to do twenty at one time on a podcast. No, no, no. I ha- I don't. I don't know if I do twenty at a time. In I know casino. when people want to do like twenty tips on anything after five, I say my next tip okay. is cut it short. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, right. no kidding. Thank you so much for stopping in today. Just to follow up on our comments about the five football players, you know, I was a little harsh on Tom Brady because I thought, you know, except for the final five minutes of the game against the Saints, which he did lead his team back from three points to 17 points, and they won 17-16, they they looked really bad. His team, Tampa Bay, looked really bad, and he didn't play very well. And – if you mention the other three quarterbacks, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrows, I would take any one of those three over Tom Brady because Tom Brady's, if he's not at the end of his career, he's damn close to it. And Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's one of those guys, if I knew, if he was a friend of mine, I'd say, I don't know, get some professional help, man. I mean, there's something going around between your ears. He obviously can still produce on the football field, but whether or not he's the long-term future, like the next five years at Green Bay, I doubt it. I doubt it. But obviously, Rodgers and Brady ruled the roost in the NFL for you know maybe two decades, and uh, I think it's I think their time is coming to an end. They're not completely done yet, but I think it's coming to an end. Whereas the other three quarterbacks I mentioned, and throw in a healthy Lamar Jackson. It, the future belongs to them. It clearly belongs to them. And we want to wish you, Janie and I, the happiest holidays and a merry, merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. And we will see you early in the new year when Jill Nicole from Las Vegas will be <laughs> and she'll be with us. So, again, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. And remember, Santa... <laughs> Casinos USA is still a place where every day is Saturday.